This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. I'm Kay York City. I'm Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Kay, on a very special episode of The Bachelor. We are covering Love is Blind this season. We have watched the whole season. This episode will cover episodes one and two. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be very evergreen. We want you to go, if you're listening now, you have watched or you are using this as maybe your 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 guide through the episode and Kay, we said just briefly before we started it's a little di- you know if you're here because you watch the bachelor with us welcome back and if you're here because you're new and you wanted a new love is blind podcast welcome to the you know the Kay and Jared show so to speak that is nominally called the bachelor but we're going to talk love is blind Yeah, I'm really excited because I've been watching this show from the beginning. And man, that was so long ago. I remember when it came out. I think it came out in, um, what was it, 2020, maybe the first show, like right at the very beginning. But we found out that they had been married for like two years or something. They had already filmed for like forever ago. Yeah, it had like, it. you know, as Netflix things do, I guess reality show wise, it was the first time I think that we had gotten a Netflix reality show. So like the way it came to us, the packaging was so different. It's dumped mm-hmm. at you all at once. Um, usually the dating shows were kind of like starting in the beginning and maybe they're in the middle or, you know, it's week by week. So it's a slow drip. So you're not really sure who you can look up, you know, what couples to look up. So mm-hmm. this was, I, I I watched season one and as I, and Jordana and I on You Up did a recap of season one. And then after that, you know, I, you know, it's hard because Netflix sometimes becomes a homework assignment because it's all yeah. there. It's not, and, and there will be, in the beginning at least of this podcast, lots of comparisons to The Bachelor. Um, because we are just, you know, we're two Bachelor fans, so it's Mm -hmm. hard not to compare. This is called The Bachelor, so, you know, so it's... um, (laughs) So that's what it is. I mean, I'm excited because it is a different, it's such a different type of show, and if you don't know what Love is Blind is, uh, essentially, they are taking um, a bunch of men and a bunch of women, keeping them separate from the other, and they're going on dates all day, but... They're, these dates are completely unseen. It's voice only, and you're right. only allowed to see the other person after you have proposed and they have said yes. And I think you only right. have 10 days in the pod. I think it's like 10 days in the pods, which is what they call them, and you have to propose within 10 days. That's crazy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of unsaid things. There's a lot of like, it, they never really tell us how many people are there. They never really tell, and maybe this information is out there, but it's not readily available. It's not like they're like, they don't start the show by being like 20, 20 men, 
20 women, yeah, two no. pods. No, no, no. They, it's very um, aesthetically pleasing. The music is very updated. Comparatively to The Bachelor, this is um, feels more real. They do a great job of making you feel like you are a part of an experiment. What what happens when people get to know each other without looks? Even though everyone on this show, we promise, will be pretty good looking. Like there's not one person yeah. on the show. What, put your tastes aside, but there's no one on the show that you'd be like, ugh. Like everyone's good looking. Everyone's like everyone has like has characteristics that are appealing. For sure. Right. And and but I will say they're not like bachelor contestants. Bachelor no. contestants, it does feel a little bit more pageant. I would say this feels a little bit more nice bar in New York City on a Saturday night with a with a high end clientele, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I agree. you're gonna get you know, like and 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 the pods are made up and, and I would say for the people who have never watched the show, this show the you know the the blind date the love is blind aspect of it is very much the hook for a show that i believe is very different is entertaining for a different reason mm-hmm. like the pod stuff and we're in episode 1 and 2 it's it's very hard to keep track of it's very hard to like fall in love with certain characters it's it's easy to hate characters just cuz it's easy to hate people um the mm-hmm. um but it's a little bit of a mess. What did you think of the first two? And and so, so in the first two episodes, all we're getting is Pods. blind dates, and we're kind of doing musical chairs. And our hosts are Nick and Vanessa Lachey, and who do very little <laughs> except tell us that it make us believe that we're part of some grand experiment. Oh yeah, they're very good at they're very good at hyping this show up into something more than what it is. And I think it's funny because um the way all of the characters or contestants or uh daters, I don't know, right. whatever these people whatever they are. What they always refer to it as they never say it's a show. They just say we're right. part of an experiment, a social experiment. And I'm like it feels like you guys were like in a lab and right. were like hooked up to a bunch of machines <laughs> and had to date each other. That's the thing that is both annoying and also like amazing about it is you do forget this is not better. These are not better people for having gone on this show. No. They have convinced themselves that they are better people than people who go on normal reality shows. And they basically make it sound like a genius, you know, mathematician was like, come into my lab and be a part of something that none of these idiots will ever be a part of because you're better than looks. You're be-. And it's like, no, people have gotten social media followings from this. People have gotten be- become followings. influencers Huge right, from this show. Maybe season one where you wander in, oh, I'll do a reality show. We're on season four now. Like I that is something that I kept forgetting in episodes one and two is like, yeah, there are monsters on this show, too. Mm -hmm. There is a social media aspect at play here. There is something to be gained from getting engaged and the same more so than The Bachelor. I agree. And 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 on this show, 
it, it on The Bachelor, I think it starts more fun and it kind of ends in a little bit of too serious town. I think mm-hmm. this show goes the opposite way. This show starts too serious for me. I'm just always like, I, I, I don't need, I, I don't know these people enough to know their trauma or whatever. But then I think it gets more fun because you're like, oh, I'm going to see what happens after the final row. This is literally after the final row yeah. when this show becomes yes. more interesting. Okay, I have a question. Would you would you do this? Is this a show that you would be a part of? Absolutely not. I would be uh, absolutely. I'm more likely to go on The Bachelor than this show because there's no you immediately. I mean, like what? Like you have to ask questions. You 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 know, like you could see the way people ask questions. Like it's. I don't know. Would you? You wouldn't either. You said right. No, no. I, I, there's something about. I do understand like the aspect of getting to know someone and talking to them, like. We've all had some sort of like correspondence with someone where it's like, wow, this is a really good like talking connection. But then you're in person and it's and it's way off. Um, right. I was watching some of your TikToks the other night from your shows about like X and yeah and just body language in general. Seeing mm-hmm. how people ask, like not being able to see their body language, is a whole different aspect. And right. I think that's what really comes into play afterwards. Cause you could be like, man, I love like hearing this person talk and what they're saying and what they're doing. But the second you see them in person, it might not, I don't know. I, I, I would have a poor reaction. I already know. Right. And then I would be the villain because I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, I just, you know, to me, I mean, the show opens with one of the people saying, I'm sick of swiping right. I'm old fashioned. Yeah. And it's like a line like that is them trying to convince us. They, they're they trying to say to, you know, Joe viewer, Jane viewer, aren't you sick of swiping? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you? Ra-? And it's like that to me is convenient because you're swiping all day long. Like you are swiping whether you like it or not, when you're walking down the street, right swipe, right swipe, left swipe. When you go into a bar, you you look at someone right away and you make a decision, a flash decision. And yeah. It's, you know, and it's a little bit easier to not have to admit to because it's not on the screen and you're not actually doing it. But like the and, and just like you're saying, like that comes down to body language that comes down to like how you approach me. I was at a bar last night. I'm at the corner of the bar and these two, three young women are next to me. And these two guys come up to them and I'm just having a drink on my phone, you know, with my with my significant other at my cell phone. And yeah, I, <laughs> my number one. <laughs> my Yeah, my go to betch. Um, and these two guys and I'm watching as I do. These two guys come up with holding a red wine. They're holding a red wine like from underneath the glass mm. and they're in. Button down white shirt. They're very much. I I'm out of work. You yeah, know, I can see it. I, I literally I see uh, you're painting the picture. <laughs> right, and they're like, "What's happening, ladies?" And the three women, they're drinking tap beer, and I'm just like, "Walk away, young boys." Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. And the women never turn their back to them, or never turn their shoulders to them. The guys keep mm-hmm. pushing, keep trying, and it's like. You know, there is this like you approach with red wine like I 
you know, like you didn't you thought this was like going to happen. You thought there was a commonality here like it, and it's just so small. And then, yeah, they leave and I'm still next to these women. One of them talks to me. They're like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, Instagram. And I was like, I didn't, what else? I was like, yeah, what else is there to fucking look like? And she's like, well, what's going on? I was like, I was just listening to you and the Red Wine Boys. And they were like, oh, my God. And you were like. And so much of that was approach, so much of that. And it's like, I think where, you know, these people on this show want to make it like we are. We are a part of a grand plan. The Wizard of of Oz has chosen us to to choose our partners in a way that none of you idiots, you people who are, care about looks, we don't. It's like, <laughs> no, a lot of what we see in episode one and two is actually manipul- manipulative. Yeah. Like, there is so much depthy talk, and there's and you can see what the biggest takeaway from this show to me was there was people on here who have their own dating issues and it has nothing to do with the swiping apps mm-hmm. and the the people mm-hmm. who are on here who claim to be these like high and mighty whatever it's it's not about the apps it's not about the pods it's about them they have a, a, that will not be solved by the pods and it's interesting listening to them you know when they first go into the pods um, you're sort of meeting all these people quickly and, and all of them are like pretty, they're all in their thirties. I think there's one guy who's like right. 26 or something, but most of these people are in their thirties and sophisticated feel- bar on a Saturday night. It's very yeah young professional, but like not too young. Yeah. I like that. I do too. And, and it makes, it makes this more realistic because if they were all in their 20s and they're like you know what i've tried everything i have to just do it this way i feel like uh, i feel like no you haven't you know you haven't and so you know they're going through these things and um hearing them talk out loud is sort of hearing them talk like they are on they're filling out their dating their dating profiles like Um, Chelsea, one of the girls who's on here, she's like, yeah, I brought 21 pairs of shoes with me. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I really mm-hmm. makes me, you know, one of my favorite things in life is like giving people joy and like, it feels very scripted and uh, not actually scripted, but they thought about these questions before they came in here. It's, it's a problem that a lot of us have on dating apps. You, 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 you're so attached to the brand that you've written for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're like Chelsea, the shoes thing. I noticed that you had Paul. I'm the scientist. So I look at things from an analytical point of view. You have, um, you know, you have Micah who's like worried about being considered, you know, I just get seen as the blonde. You know, it's yeah. nice that I don't have to be seen that way anymore. Kwame, like, uh, Kwame was like, I was going to come here uh, and use the name Alex because I didn't right. want people to, uh, you know, assume something right off the bat, which is also very interesting because you see all these clips of everybody meeting and there's this one guy. I mean, we don't ever just, I don't think we even see him again, but he was asking people was like, okay, so are you Asian? Are you, are you, just tell me what you, like, you know, asking all these right, like, really like right. weird questions. It's like the whole point of this is to get to know them and not ask what they look like, but you can't help but go in there and hear someone's voice or hear um, their someone's name and just assume. Right. I, I mean, 
these are all things that would run. You know, I appreciated Kwame saying that because you go, mm -hmm. these are things like these are uncomfortable thoughts. You're like, well, this name. Well, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Well, what's do you, you know, like it's it's like almost like coded questions, too. Yeah. Like, you know, you go like like if I was like. Did you go to summer camp? You know, like I'm like asking. Are you a Jewish? Very specific, yeah. Like, right. I'm asking a very specific question. You know, mm -hmm. like, and I I think that part of it is interesting, and and it's funny because like you know when you go pitch a show, you go pitch a show, you go, what's the big idea? Well, the big idea is that we're gonna put them all in a warehouse, and they're not gonna be able to see each other, and then they gotta get engaged at the end of that. And you go, wow, that's pretty cool. And then you go do the show, and then you go, okay, and then what's the next? five episodes and they're like well then after that we're gonna see them go on their honeymoon together with the people they just talked to and you're like oh that's interesting like that's interesting me, i love right. that and then they're gonna live together as a couple and you go oh uh, oh so i'm gonna watch a couple who met without seeing each other do their first three to six months of of being a couple and you're like yeah, so like that's where this episode where I think it's hard to even get into what happened because on The Bachelor we're given the gift of, you know, limos, contestant one, two, three, four, five through 30. We get The Bachelor, who's The Bachelor, and we get these people have been eliminated, these people stay in. So it's easy to like mm -hmm. go through it. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode, I mean, who stood out to you? So I, I think like it's it's it would be good to go over the couples that that we got introduced to. Yeah. So I think um, right off the bat, a first connection that I saw was Kwame and Micah. I mean, mm -hmm. true. Right. I mean, uh, Kwame was like, Micah's amazing. And then uh, Micah also said the same thing. She was like, I think Kwame is my number one. It's really, right. it's real. They're a solid match. I think this guy named Brett is, he is the prize. 
Brett, Brett is, like is the prize. <laughs> right. And, and here this goes back to will the pod solve your problems? Mm. And no. Like <laughs> Brett. In, <laughs> no. Answered actually. no. Brett, Brett seems to have great job. Gets himself. He has like this backstory that's pretty incredible about being a designer and putting his stuff on Instagram and then getting to work at. I think he works at Nike as like a director and like yeah, a shoe designer. And, yeah, he's good, right? And he's like, and and you do see a guy, and it shows on camera, who's pretty assured of like what he's got going on and what he's looking for. Yeah, and that became. And then when him and Tiffany hit it off, I did have this feeling. I'm like. Oh, they, I get, I get, and Tiffany, who is the oldest in the house, she's 36, not Mm -hmm. old, but the oldest in this, this game. And then Tiffany's also like doing well in her job, seems to be pretty self-assured. Like, I mean, we end the first episode, I mean, we'll start with Brett and Tiffany. We end the first episode with them being like, this is it for me. And then Tiffany falling asleep while they're talking with each other. What did you think of that? (laughs) When Tiffany fell asleep, I thought I was going to lose my mind. I right. <laughs> I mean, she's and it was right after he goes. I mean, I, I mean, what makes it hard to like you know laugh at is like she, she. He's basically like, yeah, my brother. He tells a story that I'm literally tearing up. Like. Oh He's yeah! Like, my brother passed away in a car accident. It's very the jarring. week before his wedding, right? And I this is where I'm not sure of the editing, but like it, then they are like then they show T- Tiffany like wee 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 wee, and he's like hello, and it's like I I was like there was a moment there where I was like is does production is step think in? She died yeah. right? Like. Like, 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 if I'm Brett, I'm like, is everyone dying? Like, I, I, I was like, I felt for him. Like, someone's got to tell him she fell asleep at least. I know, and and so she. The thing is that she was like, I'm falling in love with you. You did the I'm falling in love with you thing, and right, it seemed like he wasn't going to say it back, and he goes mm. into this story. It also seemed like she had. I think she was drunk. I think that's she what was, I thought. They, she had well, a they bottle. Didn't say it. She they had, had a like bottle a, in front of her. They had a bottle in front of her. I think she was just kind of boozed, and you know, I get tired when I drink. And sure. um, she says all the like, the, "I'm falling in love with you." He tells her this story because it seems like he's not going to say it back. And then at the end, he goes, "I think you're my perfect match. I think you're the perfect person for me." And mm. she's fully passed out. And he calls her name. He's like, "Hello," and I'm like, "I cannot believe." No one is right. waking, waking her up or like saying, telling him because he goes back into the guy's room. He's like, you know what? And then he said, he was like, I'm done. He goes, forget this. Like she just left. And I'm like, no, she didn't leave. Right. And, and, and it was funny to me. I mean, we'll stick with the Brett and Tiffany storyline and we'll move kind of through the couples at this point. But it was funny to me that like that he goes back to the house and I'm like, he has a good point. If, yeah. If the timeline is as we saw it, I love you, I love you. My brother passed away. <laughs> wee 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 wee. You go. Okay. She didn't really take your story seriously. Like I could understand why he's mm-hmm. like, 
upset by that. Like I opened up to you. Yeah. We're we're here to date. We're here to see if we're going to get engaged. There's real stakes. And you fall asleep on me? What the fuck? I, how can I believe you? Uh-huh. You know? And it was funny to me, and this is the interesting part about these two episodes, is what came after that. Because he kind of, like, forgives and forgets. And I, I thought it was funny that all the people come in to wake up Tiffany, and then they go back and she tells the story. And they're all like... But he said he loved you, right? So you're good. And like, there's no, like, I was thinking if the roles were reversed, if a guy fell asleep on a woman and they, and she came back to the pods and was like, I told him I loved him and then he fell asleep or he just didn't answer. Yeah. They'd be like, that fucking piece of shit. Oh, yeah. It'd be done. Over. How could he let you do this? How could he fall asleep on you? How could he be this? How could be that? How could he? And you're like, this guy, like, and this is kind of the theme of the second episode, is there's a lot of differentiation between what goes on in the male side of the warehouse and what goes on on the female side of the warehouse. The and, and, you know, to get back to Tiffany and Brett, they end up getting engaged. They end up seeing each other. They're, there's forgiving. You know, mm-hmm. they have a... And they do seem like a very strong couple from my perspective. I don't know how you feel. Oh, yeah. I mean, just I knew the second he proposed and she said yes, I was like, they're going to be so happy with this outcome. She's beautiful. He's gorgeous. They seem to connect really well. And I think part of a big part of this show from watching past seasons in general and how things kind of pan out is that go with your first instinct, like your gut instinct, because especially... Once you get out of the pods and have to, we're forced to see the other people and be around them and see them with other, um, see them with their significant other now. Mm -hmm. It makes it really hard. So it's like, just lean into your first gut instinct because I think if people from this, uh, you know, this first episode would do that, I think it would have been better. Like, I don't know. I I, I think that's a big, big thing. It's a big thing. I totally agree. And the, uh, you know, so I, and I, you know, that's, there. it's a lot of foreshadowing. Yes. Because, and, and with, and with these, with, with Brett and Tiffany, you go, there's nothing to foreshadow other than will they make it? Will this experiment have worked for them? Quote unquote. Yeah. Another couple that stood out to me is there was, you know, Kwame and Micah really had this connection up, up at the front, like at mm-hmm. the top. And then, then another guy, Paul, swoops in and kind of her, him and Micah are having a big connection. And then it's like, I don't know, I would have such a hard time navigating these things. And you see them like taking notes in their journals, like to keep up with like who said what, who I told, what to, what their jobs are, what their careers are. And then, but then you, Micah and Paul end up getting engaged and she has to like break of her relationship with Kwame, which was really awkward and felt sort of like right. ending an interview. Like, Hey, this isn't going to work out. Like, and he's like, okay, thanks for your time. Uh, best of luck in the future. Well, this is uh, this goes into like a couple of the, you know, the male versus female things because, mm-hmm. you know, so, so to, to get to organize this a bit, there's Kwame and my. If we go through the the couples, yeah, 
We have Kwame and Micah. We have Micah and Paul. We have Paul and Amber. Okay? Yeah. So Paul and Micah get together. Paul then has to break up with Amber, and Micah then has to break up with Kwame. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. Um, so this is kind of the center of the mess that we will have to deal with on this episode. Beyond that, there's another woman, Jacqueline, and she's dealing with Josh and Marshall, and that's kind of a side thing. And and Jacqueline, this all gets very confusing, and and this is kind of the problem with kind of un breaking down two episodes and figuring this out until we get kind of like you know until the legends of the hidden temple teams are split up. Yeah, until to you go get the through teams. Olmex, you know, uh, you know, whatever we. So when we had, so basically, Micah and Paul are like we're together now. Each go to your separate people. And break up. Paul goes to, or first, Micah goes to Kwame. Mm -hmm. And Kwame, as you said, his reaction is very, I thought it was classy. What's he going to say? No, yeah. I mean, it was classy, but it's like he was getting ready to propose to her in that, like, moment. Right. And, And, and And his reaction afterwards, I mean, this guy, this man was sobbing. In that right. room, sobbing. I well, mean, we're completely wrecked. It, it, it did show you kind of how a lot of men process. A lot of men where it's like, listen, you hear about the guys who go and like, fuck you, fuck, and it becomes dangerous. Yeah. A lot of times you'll go, you, you, the report is, it, did, it looked like he didn't even care. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Kwame, you know, what's he going to say? He's not going to convince someone to love him when he's behind, you know, like, in in general, who's he? Gonna, what's he gonna? Who wants to be with someone they have to convince to love them after they've had this full on relationship going on? Yeah, I hear you. That's and and he he goes and I actually wrote down when he got bro- broken up with. I said, um, "Kwame, all class." And then off camera, he go he lets people know. He goes, "This was fucked up." I feel bad. You can see he immediately starts taking shots of alcohol. He starts and he's back in the other side in the male center, you know, the male section of things. And you can tell like, it's just not, you know, he's really upset and you go, but then they go to the other side and Micah goes to all the women. She's like, he didn't even, you know, like she kind of paints him as this like, Oh yeah, he didn't care. Didn't care. He didn't. And it's like, you know, it did feel like she was like, if he had fought, maybe, you know, and it's like, fought for what? For what? You said no. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, and she went in there and one of the things she was complaining about, um, she was like, why is, why is Paul taking so long to break up with Amber? <laughs> this took me two seconds. Like, I walked in there. I was like, this isn't going to work. I think we'd ex- we should explore other couples. Like, boom, boom, dust their hands is done. But the Amber and Paul breakup lasted longer, and that really right. affected Micah. And and you get to that, and you go, okay, again, the pods will not fix your problems. Like, you, mm-hmm. at that point, I'm watching Micah, and I'm like, oh, this person's got to be a monster. You know, and you, you go, there's something yeah. off here. 
And she's like got her minion. Irina seems to be a minion of hers who like goes and listens in on how people feel after the breakup. You know, you know, Amber dumps uh, gets dumped by Paul. That was a little, you know, Amber does the lashing out. Fuck you, Paul. She does the opposite of Kwame. We mm-hmm. see the yin and the yang of, a, of, of people who Amber get has some trauma, though. Amber's been married th- twice already. Twice. Mm-hmm. Which, so, so her then, reaction is like, not that, I mean, I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm just saying it's like. No, but it was. She. What's the right. Doesn't want to get. What's the right. What's the right I reaction? I don't know. Like, I'm more a Kwame. Are you more a Kwame or an Amber when it comes to getting broke? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to show. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm a Kwame. Totally like, fine. I'll be fine. And then I'm going to weep. And uh, my, my eyes out. Yeah, I'm going to cry my eyes out afterwards. But I'm definitely that. I might yeah. I might throw in a little bit of an amber a little but not to like enough to compromise my <laughs> I am such a Kwame I am such a wish you the best make sure you get a water on your way out no. good luck with everything have fun you know like I I if a position opens in the future I'll let you know. right please be in touch if things change <laughs> you know, I am Kwame to the a millionth degree. And it's like, you know, it hurts, you know, but it it's like I but I'm not going to like beg someone to like take me in. And I will after the fact, like Kwame did do the, you know, you do the post game. Where did I go wrong? What did I should I have done differently? Mm-hmm. All that stuff that everyone does, you know? Yeah. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. 
Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. So we have that breakup, and then we have Micah and Paul commit to one another. And they get to see each other too at the end of this episode. They, uh, Micah and Paul, get to have right. their meeting. The, that's kind of the cliffhanger that of is episode the cliffhanger, two. Yeah. Where, where it's Micah looking at Paul and Paul looking at Micah. And from everything we've learned about Micah and Paul, we're like wondering if they're the types to like look at one another and be like, not my type. I think that's kind of the cliffhanger mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it is. Which I didn't really, which isn't something I would. I was concerned about another relationship that I kind of want to dive into is uh, Irina and Zach. So what did you think of Zach um, over this whole process? I Zach, uh, these first two episodes with Zach was really interesting to me because he came into the pods and he was like, not lying, that's the wrong word. Well, I, I, but, I don't know. I, but I, I guess I guess lying, yeah. About what he does. He goes like, yeah, I'm a stripper. I'm a this. I'm a that. And I think he was trying to like test them or hey, make some yes. sort of joke. I, yeah, I didn't like it either. It's like I'm already not knowing anything about your looks or your body. Like I, you need to give me something. Like this is I have to know the he real you. Establish- he was establishing a power position. He's a, he's a manipulator. He was. Um, I thought Zach was completely awful um, when he says I'm a stripper, and then he's like, "No, just kidding. I'm a lawyer." He is telling you exactly how he sees people on the food chain of life. Like mm-hmm. he's telling you he knows to. This is how he dates. He knows lawyer is. That's my badge. That's what I. That gets me woman. Mm-hmm. I make a certain amount of money. I am seen as a certain amount of smartness. I am seen as this. He and 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 he's going. Let's see who gets turned off by stripper, because then I get to judge them. Because guess what? My mom was a stripper. Yeah. How could you be such a dick? And it's like, no, you're a piece of shit, dude. Like, just like you said, Kay. Everyone's here not knowing something. Like we're mm-hmm. all a part of this game. I don't need another puppeteer who's one of the puppets. Yeah, that it was, that was you're you're definitely right about the like um it was a test. It was how, are you going to say are you going to talk shit about people being a stripper cuz my mom was one. That's fucked up. Right. It's fucked up. It's, and it shows you that yeah. he, you know, this guy needs therapy. Like the pods will is not his problem. You know, no. like you know, people seeing his face and him and Paul similarly do a lot of like we should, we should, a lot of like talking towards the future with people that they're like not making promises to, but in their examples of the future are kind of making promises to. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of manipulative shit. Um, but Zach's especially with that stripper thing. And it's like when you were saying like there was that guy that was like, are you Asian to people? 
Like that is a despicable thing. What yeah. Zach, Zach did it the same to me. Zach was doing the same despicable thing in a more edible way because he does it with this whole stripper thing. I agree, and it really and it and it's interesting. The two women he sort of pulls in. Uh, I it was Arena and Bliss. Bliss. That's what it was. Arena yes. and Bliss. Two like. Cool. I mean, Arena, something about Arena is weird because like you were talking about earlier, she's definitely the girl who's going in, finding out all the gossip, sort of like being kind of catty. She's also one of the younger girls there. Yeah. Arena at first, she snuck up on me as being like kind of an asshole. Yeah. But there's something about her that's giving me like catty girl vibes. And so um, Zach's birthday happened in the second episode. And so so th- this is a very, like, important, you know, if we're going to talk about Zach in the context of, like, who he's going to choose or whatever. Yeah. And Irina. Yeah. Th- so it's his birthday. And Bliss, um, the other girl that Zach is talking to, uh, decides to make him, like, cupcakes. Like, a re- d- do a really nice gesture for his this birthday. This is something that I think has evolved over time on this show because I don't remember episode no. I don't remember season 1 that you could send gifts like it was the Hunger Games yes, to I another know. pod. Like I I don't remember this version of the show where you could be baking in one pod, hand it to a producer, they would hand it to them in another pod. But I guess this is allowed. Like you can you, over the course of time you can buy things for the other person, you can Set up there, you know, you could even see Paul had like a whole New Orleans theme because he was dating Amber, who's from New Orleans, and they they seem to be having mm-hmm. a New Orleans date. They it does seem that there are like ways. Oh, to... there's like activities. There was like a beer pong table set up on right. either side of like the <laughs> right. the wall. It was weird, but so this is a big red flag to me with Irina is that when Amber was making this. Uh, these cupcakes arena goes up to amber and she was like hey not to be weird they both know they're competing for the same guy arena's like can i have one of your candles just one knowing that it's like it's like what (laughs) what and also i thought of zach i thought of his birthday i wanted to do something special for him because i am falling for him this is how i show my affection for someone by making them cupcakes and then you're you're and then you Arena even says she's like I didn't I forgot it was his birthday. Um, oops, oops. Right. I guess I'll go to the person. And it did feel like it was kind of like calling time out to rattle the kicker. It was kind of like this like it. And what you see on the female side of the pods is like the discussion of who's seeing who and who likes who is way. It is like. There seems to be this like, it's like mental warfare going on. Yeah, absolutely. It it is definitely because they're all in the same. They're like, I'm going to stay over here because I don't want to be around her right now. I don't like, and it also is kind of embarrassing, like coming back after one of the guys breaks up with you, knowing that he broke up with you for another person who was in that room with you. That's tough. So the last kind of couple to go over is Jacqueline, Josh, and Marshall. Right. And so Jacqueline, who pops off the screen, mm-hmm. like she's this like 
hot, big, you know, her hair is big and curly and she's got this like, I mean, I even wrote down, she's a keep it real girl. I keep it real. Big personality, big, like, she's funny. She has like charisma. I I really liked her. She was like a breath of fresh air with all the seriousness. Yes. Of all the other couples. She was like, yeah, I'm like here. I'm going to meet a guy and we're going to like, it seems fun. So I, I really liked her this episode. So I liked her too, but you could understand, especially a guy like, so then we meet Josh and Marshall. Mm-hmm. Marshall, we meet more than Josh. We meet Marshall yeah. and he says, I can be sensitive right away and it's accepted. So he's happy that he's allowed to be sensitive in these pods. And you could kind of tell that like Jacqueline or uh, Jacqueline. Um, you could tell like Marshall's the type of guy who would fall hard for her. Oh like, yeah. And you know, it, it did feel like this guy who was like a little bit batting out of his ballpark and he's like getting this response from someone who's like this big personality. Then he's kind of like getting her to be sensitive. And she even says you're making, you know, you could sell people who say I keep it real. That's someone with a wall up. You know, so mm-hmm. she's literally like, wow, you're like getting me to open up. And then he opens up so much and he's like basically proposing. And she's like, um, I feel bad about the other guy that I'm talking to. Yeah, that kind of, that crushes him because they also bonded over like family stuff. Like she has right. a hard life at home with uh, her family. And then he also struggles with like being vulnerable with his family. So they really bonded over that. And so when he heard that she was, had a serious connection with someone else that he was pissed. Well, and it was also like kind of good editing. Cause it's like, we had only heard from them two. Mm -hmm. And then like mystery man shows up. Like we're like, cause I was like, Oh, they're a couple like, great. Like they seem a little bit mismatched. They seem like she's like, maybe like, owns the room too much for him. And then they get to like, and then she's like, I have another guy. And I was like, well, who's the other guy? And then we get introduced to Josh. Who's like very much, um, um, like the antithesis to Marshall. Yes. Like in a way, like it's like, this is like, you know, this becomes like a metaphor for nice guys finish last. Like Marshall seems like this nice, sensitive guy who's told don't be sensitive. His dad yelled at him growing up for not knowing math. Like he's got this whole story. And then he goes, and then he's like, finally a woman's responding to this. And she's like, there's this other hot guy. I'm kind of like still (laughs) got a thing for. And you could see that like, even she's battling with like telling the telling him, but like it, it it does. She's like, well, this other guy is going to leave. He says, I'm the only one. Mm -hmm. And then, that's where we come into this very male version of the arguments that happen on the male side of things. Like, mm-hmm. because it's Josh's, it's Marshall's opinion that this is manipulation, that this guy is basically saying, you're the one or I pack up and, and he's not going to pack up. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. It was, and and then, but he also had that, that um, reaction of like, who's lying to me? He's literally sitting right. at like the at the, um, the island, the, kitchen island, and he's like yeah. looking around. He's like, who's the asshole that's been looking me in the eyes, wa- listening to me vent and talk about right. 
this woman and he they're also pursuing her right and it's like ah to me i don't think josh is wrong for not saying anything if i was in the house and i'm like and i hear this guy like oh she's the perfect woman i love her i love her it's oh my god i'm like she's got a decision in this i have my own connection with her Mm -hmm. i don't really need to say anything to this guy like and i kind of I was with Marshall where I was like, I don't believe that this guy's actually going to leave the house. I think that's something like good to say, but he's allowed to say that if that's yeah. the only person he's matching with. And it also could be like a manipulation tactic. It could be either way. You don't know. Like, and maybe he is ready to pack his shit. I don't know. You know, we don't know enough about this guy. And then we go to Josh and they interview him and he's like, he's got the big turtleneck on. Like he seems like more of a tough guy. He seems like, yeah, it, 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 it was, you're right. They're the exact opposite type of guy. Right. It was just, it was very interesting. And that's kind of where we leave it with episode two. Right. Mm-hmm. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches and fine jewelry. Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So let's move on to predictions. Do you have... We've watched two episodes. What yeah. are your predictions? I predict that. So we have we had two pro, two proposals. We have the Micah and Paul and um, Brett and Tiffany. Uh, I think Brett and Tiffany are going to go. I think they're going to be the couple that comes out of this. That's like super strong. And I right. have a, a weird feeling that. Micah and Paul, because Micah had this great connection with Kwame, I think mm-hmm. there's going to be some sort of regrets there, but I don't know. I, I, I just feel like I, you need to trust like a gut instinct, and they had such a – the breakup was so weird. The end of the breakup was so weird. I don't see her forgetting that so quickly. What about right. you? I think Zach, Paul, and Micah and Irina are going to be revealed as monsters. And I agree with you that Brett and Tiffany are going to make it like. And I think when you come into this going, I'm part of this grand experiment. Thank God. No looks. And it's like, well, that's not your issue. Like you're seeing right away that (laughs) Zach and Paul like you could see how they operate. You're just like, okay, And then the way Micah and Irina were kind of mean girling and laughing mm-hmm. at people who are going through hard times on the female side of things. You're like, this is about to me, they're there to win. And it's like, yes. okay. Right. So if you're going to 
So I need to win getting out of the pods to go to Mexico on the trip. You know, if if that's your goal, then you're going to find a, a a partner and it's going to end in flames and we're all going to watch and enjoy. I know that that's like the my the biggest thing is because you find out so much about just from the jump when the doors open, like, you know, when you walk into a date and mm. you see the person for the first time and the second you you kind of not know uh, from just like looks, but you can just tell you're like, oh, OK, this feels kind of good. It feels right. If it feels wrong, nothing is worse than like being with somebody where it feels wrong. It's like a Zach and Rachel coming right. out of their fantasy suite date. It felt icky and uncomfortable. And that mm. whole that that whole morning after I was like, oh, my God, that night must have been awful. Right. <laughs> like and then but then thinking yeah. about having to deal with it and be sleep in a bed with these, this person and be in right. Mexico and like have to show ugh, I can't. That's so scary to me. It's, uh, <laughs> it's scary. It, it, the whole thing. That's the thing is like it, it. it's that's the grand. That's the part that this has on The Bachelor is like. You know, we get done, they have they get engaged, they get to go off. You get to be mm -hmm. done. Like this, it's like, no, now we're gonna watch you sleep uncomfortably next to each other. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Like every oh, yeah, I don't know. This it, it it just feels like it's setting yourself up for a disaster. <laughs> so we'll play a couple games. Um alarming or disarming. It's one thing that you saw that was, uh, was it a red flag or not? Okay. Uh, yeah. Zach at one point says to both of the women that he, or to one of the women that he is in the pods with, I could end up with either of you. Is that a red flag to you? Hearing that from someone yes. that you might get engaged to. That's the thing about, that's the thing about like the bachelor and this is that on the bachelor, that seems more acceptable. Like to hear, right. like I could see myself. I don't know why, but that it seems more okay. Well, on the uh, Bachelor, sure. and the Bachelor, it's said without needing to be said. Like that's the whole premise of the show. Yes, I'm at the final two. That means I could see myself with either of you. When Zach says that to someone, that is setting himself up as above them, mm -hmm. and it's a little bit like dance for me. Like yes. You know, and, and, and someone who says that, like saying that, thinking that and saying that are two totally different things. And it's back to the games. You, right. If someone was to say that to me, I'm like, oh, this person is fucking with me in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, to me, I when he said alarming. that, I was like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. But again, it's another thing is it's, I don't think he's used to having options right he's right. not used the, he's, he's not used to this so to he's like king. yeah he has the the napoleon syndrome right. or whatever uh where he's like oh yeah i'm on i can choose this is my choice he forgets yes. that they also have to choose him but they have already shown that they have right who do you have as your top person right now we i think we're on the same page uh, yeah brett i i think he is i mean Tiffany are obviously already got him, but I think he's such a great catch. I also think I, let's maybe we say couple like I think Brett and Tiffany. 
right. are the are the top spot. Right. I agree with you, Brett. I mean, I haven't been moved to tears from a reality show since Extreme Makeover Home Edition with St- Ty <laughs> Pennington yelling, move that bus. Excuse me. It has been a long time since a reality show has brought moisture to my eyes and Brett telling his story and the way he told it, I was like, oh, my God, I got to call my brother and make sure he's OK. Like it is. Yeah, that was a I, I got a Brett was my star so far. Like, I, I think, you know, you're going to see a lot of memes of protect this man at all costs. Oh, absolutely. He Brett needs to be protected <laughs> right. at all costs. And who did you have for the villain? I mean, villain of the week. So we both kind of we uh, you know I'll I'll say Paul because I think it's Paul's an undercover Paul. Villain. Yeah, I just didn't Paul to me very much what you're saying like nerd who's getting a bunch of attention. You know, let's see how you know how the nerd handles power, you know? And this guy it just feels like he said something at the end of episode 2 where it huge red flag to me at the end of episode two he says i never saw myself getting married and here i am and you go wait a minute (laughs) you went on a show where the premise is you get married to someone that you meet in the pods i think you have to i don't think you can go on this show with like i don't know like I the way they present them in the beginning is like I've tried everything. I'm sick of the games. I'm sick of and and when you're I don't know, we'll see what happens guy in the world of the pods, you're actually the most dangerous because there is someone like Chelsea. There is someone like Bliss. There is someone like, you know, uh Tiffany who's like I've tried it all. I'm I figure this is kind of crazy, but I really want to be engaged. I really want love. And you're just like, eh, we'll see. I don't know. I like science. This mm-hmm. is a science experiment. So I think his apathy towards what this was, to me, is really off-putting and will be a thing where you're like, does this guy, is he a sociopath? You'll have, I think we're going to have That's that. That's interesting. Yeah, because once you develop question. a certain level of connection with someone, right. you're so desperate to know what they look like that you'll just propose because you want to know. And that's how I feel like a lot of these things are. It's like, like Tiffany and Brett, um, they got engaged very quickly. Like they were the first couple, like right right off the bat. It was like a few days and I'm like, yeah, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. But I think part of the um, speed of that is because they just want to know what the other person looks like and going, the thought of connecting with someone to a certain level and then being like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to get married, but I still want to know what they look like. Like, that's, I don't know. Right. It's it just like, to be like, I'll do this marriage thing. Like, yeah, when so everyone else is it. talking about it, like, this is it. I found the Last one. resort. Like, right. This is, I, I don't know. It's just like, it was kind of fucked up. I, I, I was like, I don't like this guy. Uh, that's interesting. I'm glad you, I'm glad you went with Paul. That was, that <laughs> opened my eyes a bit. I, uh, I said, Zach, I think there's something just so off-putting about Zach and yeah. uh, gives very bad vibes. Very bad vibes. I agree with you. Um, I wrote a couple of would-you-rathers. You ready? Yeah. 
Okay, you you get revealed the person, and you come in. You're revealed. We're engaged. He's not your type, or he's a bad kisser in that first reveal. Oh, um. What would you rather? And not your type doesn't mean they're bad looking. It's just not the person you would normally date. Not the look. Or you get together, you embrace. They're your total look, but they're a bad kisser. I would choose bad kisser. I feel like kissing can be adjusted. Right. See, <laughs> I'm I'm the opposite. I'd rather not my type oh. because I think kissing kind of tells you whether they are sexual or not. Oh. Like, like I'm, you know, if I saw a bad kisser, I'd be like, oh, we got to start at the fucking beginning you know like we you know like i'm not gonna not just kissing, kissing is the like, basics like right. basics <laughs> right <laughs> like the, i don't think they're gonna be like you know <laughs> sucking on my ball later that night like i, I think we're gonna be <laughs> i have to assume if you're not a good kisser this is the you know th- this house is built on on a on a bad foundation. Yeah, that it is really it really is like the baseline of like sexuality. Sexual, yeah, sexuality. <laughs> you know, so I guess I'm like I would rather be with someone who's sexually ready than my type is my I guess what I'm thinking. But my but I would you know, but also as any no man would say, <laughs> I just want to make sure the sex is good and I don't care who it's with. Or just like awareness. I don't know. Like to I me, know bad mean. kissing is an unawareness. Yeah. 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 But but isn't there the thing where it's like, are they a bad kisser or are they a bad kisser with you? Right. That, that's a good point, too. That could be. And that could be the case. We're two different but, kissing styles. Yeah. we. Have, but that also is like a thing. It's like, oh, well, we don't have we don't mesh. Right. Which okay. is bad. Would you rather um, their reaction? They react to getting dumped like Kwame or like Amber. It's uh, a thank you for taking my resume or it's go fuck yourself. I'm literally you trying to them. think. I'm tr- trying to think about. Uh, I think <laughs> awful. I think I would rather. I think I would rather an amber reaction. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I, I know. I, I know. I think I'd rather an amber reaction just because I. Um, <laughs> I want to feel like. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> like you know. Oi. You know, not like that, but. <laughs> No, I want the Kwame. I want to go to my friends, be like, yeah, they're pretty chill. I guess, you know, just didn't work out. Like, I want to live in the delusion that we're, like, both, like, cool. Everyone's fine. I don't want to be the person that, like, ruined your life. I want to disappear into the mist. Just goodbye. And I was Mm -hmm. just a guy that you dated. You might. Who? Remember when you dated Jared? Oh, yeah. What's he up to? Like, I want I want to be disappearing. I don't want. Fuck you. You know. (laughs) I want us to be out at a bar and you see me across the bar and you want to leave. (laughs) You're evil. Okay. Would you rather last one? Okay. You tell someone, you you tell someone your, your deepest, darkest, everything you open up and they have fallen asleep or they forget your birthday. 
Uh, ooh. Um, I think forgetting my birthday is fine. Okay. At this stage. Like. Right. Like, I think that's. Like, I don't even know when half of my friends' birthdays are unless if unless right. it is in my phone or you're like, hey, my birthday is next week. We're doing something. Right. I don't remember. I won't. I don't know your birthday. Jared. Unless there's a Facebook <laughs> like, I don't know. The, I don't know the, right. anyone's birthdays. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I There's a, one of my best friends every year. It's the day after his birthday. I do it every year and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, yes. And I and then I call and sing happy birthday on their phone, but I and it's every year and, and birthdays aren't important to me, so that's why I don't think of them for someone else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think someone falling asleep on me is much worse than that's me. tough. Yeah, like it's like being left on red, essentially. Right. <laughs> like you In like person. send send like you know a nude or like a or a, like a deep text, and they they fell asleep right. and. They text you and then we're like, sorry, fell asleep. And you're like, okay. Okay, thanks. I thought we were having a better conversation than that, but all right. Right. I don't know. Well, that is episodes one and two of uh, Love is Blind. Uh, We're going to be doing the whole season. We're going to do three through five on the next episode. And uh, we hope everyone enjoyed and let us know what you thought. Right, Kay? Yeah, definitely. Let us know what you're thinking. If you have any like ideas for different things or couples that you want us to cover more about, let us know. Yeah, I'm really excited about this season. I like this show and I like how it's set up, especially because we are getting that what we wanted from The Bachelor. We want to see what happens after. We want to see them with their cell phones living in real life. So um, this gives us that satisfaction that The Bachelor doesn't give us. So I'm excited to see what happens. And I think as the season goes on, this this organizes a bit for us from a <laughs> recap Yeah, it gets better. It definitely so. gets better. I was like taking notes and I'm like, this person said this. And I'm like, man, who was that person? But then you don't right. know who's actually sticking around throughout the season and who is. So we will be back um, with the next episode as you binge you know this show you'll be getting an I, I think they're already out at this point or they'll they'll be out yeah they will be out they will be out so make sure you are following us at the bachelor on instagram and bachelor pod on twitter you can also follow me at k york city and i'm at jared free the bachelor podcast is produced by sean kilby jorge morales pico and rebecca sousmacat Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Amy Clackner. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. And be sure to follow at The Bachelor on Instagram and Bachelor Pod on Twitter. And send us your emails to bachelor at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.